Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast. I'm Matt Bacon, here with my beautiful co-host, as usual, Curtis Stewart. Hello. This is a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. Today we have our special guest, Nick Cameron from Glacially Musical. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. How about yourself? Surviving. Nick sounds like a Canadian, I just want to point out. I have modulated my voice over the years from watching too much hockey. Oh, well, that explains it then. It happens. Organization. Organization, that's right. See, I said it for you. <laughs> anyway, point being, talk to us about Glacially Musical. What's sort of the, or, so first of all, tell us what it is. Like, how would you describe Glacially Musical? And what does differentiates it from other kind of music blogs out there? I don't know if there's a whole lot of different differentiation. It's, I mean, my worldview is a little warped sometimes. The way I enjoy music is a bit different, but it's, you know, it's an online magazine where it's mostly interviews, reviews, and a little bit of video. For sure. Where do you see the most value coming from out of that? Like, like what type of content is getting the most traction these days? Probably, I, I find the most value in the interviews as that's what I like the most as somebody who's been a fan of music for my entire life what I have always appreciated the most isn't necessarily reviews of albums because especially in this day and age when I can go listen to any tracks off any album any day of the week and from my grabbing my phone out of my pocket what I like is helping people learn more about the musicians, learn more about the artists that are creating it. That's what I've always found to be interesting. That's what always gets me excited to re- to to go buy an album. Before sure. I start, before I started it, I was reading Guitar World again, and I always made it a point to buy one album every month from every issue. And it was never anything that was in the reviews. I don't even remember reading the reviews. That's why. It started off as a review site, and I've kind of transitioned away from that some. And he does lots of vinyl. Yes, and being being a one man operation, I do a lot of column interviews, a lot of forums, just because that way I can get the word out of more bands than if I was send. You know, if I was working, mm-hmm. if it was my full time job, it'd be one thing. But it's you know, it's something I do for fun and enjoyment. And, just to try to help disprove the myth that music sucks in 2019. Yeah. So take us back like way back. Like, so give us like the origin story, comic book one. Okay. Well, I've had several online writing projects for the past 20 years. My first one was writing about minor league hockey for my own fun and enjoyment. Then I wrote about soccer. I wrote about St. Louis food dishes. And eventually I decided I was never going to get significant readership doing just local stuff wait what what, what soccer league it was um i wrote about the eight the what was it called the north american soccer league the redo when we had st louis then i transitioned into the m the pasl the professional arena soccer league which Mm -hmm. is now which is uh merged with the I don't even remember what the new one's called. It's now called the Major Arena Soccer League. I actually spent a little bit of time as an unpaid press writer for a team in St. Louis. Okay. And then one day I realized all the CDs that I had in my car at that time were all from brand new sources. So I thought, okay, well, people are still buying records. People are still talking about music that I don't know. So I'm going to get stop buying albums from bands I know 
and started looking at the new music. And it, the whole thing just started off with me writing about bands, just writing about albums that I bought. And then it just, after about a year of that, I started getting emails from local, from independent bands and then record labels and then press, press companies. <clears throat> and then it's become completely, it quickly transitioned from what I was buying to what I was being sent. Which How, how did people find out about you initially? Doing on, I already had a small Twitter following from what I did in St. Louis, and then okay, publish it. I would probably publicize stuff on forums as well. But how bands started finding me, I don't know. I guess just Google search. Like the first press, the first press company I started dealing with, one of the last albums I reviewed before these things started coming was one of their bands. Great, and that was a band called Chapo, which I still love them, though I don't write about them anymore. Uh, and then it just, it started, then when it was, you know, semi-pro magazine, it was writing about whatever music was sent to me. And then in heavy metal, as you know, in the metal, it's, it's a dog pile. As soon as somebody found out that I would review Morbid Angel or Carcass or Noisem, every, that's just started what I was getting all the time. And so yeah. then it, I, I focused on that more, just to your average person who is going to be into, you know, Asquarium or Noisem or, you know, Basilisk, they're not going to really want to care about these 75-year-old folk artists that I'm also getting. Sure. So I, I kind of stopped doing that and just stuck with the metal. Just, it was much easier there. I find the metal bands to be a lot easier to work with. Definitely. Because it's, it's much harder for them to get up above the din. But so you I, have recently done uh, non-metal artists. The only, the only non-metal artists I'm doing right now are primarily for just vinyl reviews. I've got a vinyl column that Curtis helped me with. Yeah. Who It was his idea, and I didn't think it would do anything, but I was wrong. <laughs> I was and right on that one. Curtis was very right. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. And that's, that's primarily the only non-metal non I do. It's weird because my vinyl reviews are far more non-metal than metal, which I don't yeah. get. I didn't realize it was just the uh, vinyl column that you were doing the non-metal with. For some reason, I thought I saw a couple of their reviews, but I guess I'm mistaken. No, it's it's pretty much just the non-vinyl at this point. Every now and again, I'll do like a stream or something. Yeah. But 90% of what I do that isn't metal, is it's hard copy vinyl reviews. Okay, now so, I, got a question. I, I got a question before Matt butts in on this. So just on the vinyl reviews, how, how okay. How many times do people solicit you for the reviews versus you soliciting them? Is it like more like they solicit you or you're soliciting them nowadays? Probably 95 percent me soliciting. Okay. I get a little bit where I'll get solicitations where somebody like I have a rule that I don't just because of I get so much email. Yeah. And I you know, and I'm a grade A nobody and I still I'm always three to four months behind in my emails. That's just how much that comes. Yep. So I have a rule that I will not review any digital reviews after release date. That's the only way I can remotely keep up. If I was going through everything, it would be too much. So I'll get like, I had a, a great folk artist out of Ohio that they, they contacted me and I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry, but it's past, you know, past release date. If you want to send me, I see it's on vinyl. I listened to a couple tracks, really dug it. If you want to send me that, I'll, I'll do a vinyl review of it. So that's, that's been a lot of it. I've got a couple death metal ones that way. I got a really strange slide death metal guitarist named Junk Pile Jimmy that sent me a record. I remember that. 
That was I remember, you, I remember you sending that over to me to listen to. It's it's strange. It was something that that I did. I tried to do when I was younger, when I was trying to working hard at becoming a failed musician, which I failed at being a failed musician. I didn't make it that far. And I was trying to play slide through my death metal pedal. It sounded ridiculous. He actually made it work. <laughs> cool. Um, I got one more question before I let uh, Matt slide in on here. Um, so, okay. So for vinyl reviews, now it's, you, you were at one point only doing unboxing, but now you're kind of doing, sometimes doing the unboxing review plus the review, correct? Correct. It's the, the unboxing originally was, it was everyone. And yeah. there's a lot of, one of the sources I get, I love them to death, yeah. but nine times out of 10, there's just not much to unbox in his stuff. Okay. That, now, how do you now take, tell me how you do an unboxing video. Like what is the process behind it? Is like, how do you, how do you do it? So that way it's somewhat entertaining and not just like, here's me ripping a fucking box apart. <laughs> well, it starts, it's now when I do my vinyl, when I do my vinyl pitch for somebody to send me something, I say unboxing videos are request only. If you want it, if you think it's, if you think it's valuable, I will do it. So okay. I, I try to, you know, I, there's always a beer content with it, which yep. can be a little silly when I'm doing it at 1030 on a Sunday morning, but you know, I'll suffer from my art. So I try to, <laughs> it's a struggle. It yeah. is. It's a struggle because the beer is delicious and it's too early and it messes with your head. But, <laughs> you know, it's, I try to just do it and try to, I, I don't know that I'm any good at it. It's something that people appreciate when like Junior Bruce sent me one and it was ridiculous because they sent it in two boxes and double taped. That was awesome. No, it was like quadruple taped was on the quadru quadruple taped inside packing peanuts. So, I mean, that was nice because it was something to do. And, you know, I, I just try to show what everything that's in there. I probably should watch some more unboxing videos to get a better idea of what people enjoy. Yeah. My, there's not much of a real good process. It's, you know, I, I pre-cut it, obviously, because I can't get everything open. Pre-cut it, and I, I don't really look through it too much. So, you know, I get a beer out, pour a beer, and drink beer, and rip it open as best I can. And cool. About what I see. Oh. Sometimes, sometimes there's, you know, good stuff to talk about, and sometimes there's not. That's why I went to request. Cool. You touched on something really important there. Um, that you haven't watched a ton of unboxing videos, right? Correct. Did you ever, like, and this is something I think people fuck up a lot. Did you ever feel a pressure to do, like when you were starting this, did you ever feel pressure to do it the right way? No, I, I don't feel any pressure to do anything the right way. I feel pressure to do what I find entertaining, which is what can be confusing about some of my reviews my my reviews like my unboxing videos it's not i think of my if i'm the consumer what do i want to see what do i want to read and i do the best to just make it as somewhat entertaining try to be a little bit funny try to be i'm fairly literary so i try to you know have some some literary references here and there i, I you know I, I try to do it the best way that makes sense to me first right but yeah but i go go ahead and then hopefully that connects with somebody else when they see it. Absolutely. And I think that's just the most important part, dear listeners, is that like, it doesn't matter. Just fucking do it. Don't get in your head. Yeah, yeah. I would wholeheartedly, like, you know, 
it's amazing what can happen when you just try and you make an effort at it. I, the music website started off, Glacial Musicals just started off as me dicking around and then eventually it became somewhat serious. It's, ow, sorry, my kitten just jumped on my shoulders. <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah, he, he nailed it. He, <laughs> and, you know, whenever I see somebody and, you know, I get people bugging me on the internet because that's what the internet's for. And then, you know, someone's like, oh, what you're doing is sucks. It's stupid. I don't like the way you do it. And you write terrible reviews and this and that. And I think to myself, you, you know, you might think that. And I'll tell that to the 15 labels that just started emailing me this week. Yeah. And I'll remember that when I get the next handwritten note sent to me in a record saying, thank you for all you do for us. Yeah. And that's, you just can't listen to the noise. There's always going to be noise when you're in this modern day. Everything's through the internet. The internet is everything. Right now, we're talking through the internet through in two different countries and three different cities and four time zones. Yep. And there's going to be noise. Just ignore the noise. If you like what you're doing, just keep doing it. Somebody's going to like it too. Can't you? Nobody's a lone ranger in that. Now, I have a question about just back, back again to uh, what you were saying about um, not really knowing what you were doing when you started. So, like Matt, Matt, Matt brought that up with you, but. Is that kind of like what happened with Glacially Musical? You just kind of like jumped in and you just didn't really have a clue or did you kind of Completely. look at other blogs? Completely. No, I, I, I've looked at a couple other blogs a few times and being somebody who gets to sample all the new stuff, I don't read anybody else's blogs. Sorry, everybody else. I don't have Whoa. time for that. You don't read Metal Sucks? Oh my God. I do read Metal Sucks, but I don't. I only read it if I see something on Facebook that looks funny. Have you ever read a blog called Two Guys Metal Reviews? What do you think of that? Just out of curiosity. I know the name, but I can't. I don't remember anything from it. It's, it's really <laughs> shitty. It's really <laughs> shitty. It's awful. It's Matt's blog. You know, it's. I I don't want to. I don't want to know what other people are saying about some of the bands that I might review. Yeah. Because I write it in my own way. In my own way. My own way is strange. I know that. It's strange because that's how it comes to my head, and I I could. You know, I started off trying to write standard music reviews. You know, they're playing a lot of arpeggios and great key yeah. changes and the dynamics between the heavier parts and the softer parts are great. And they're clearly influenced by Pink Floyd or Metallica. And yeah. That really doesn't resonate with me. What yeah. resonates with me is how the music makes me feel, what, where the music takes me, where a song, what it reminds me of. There was one that... Listen, I don't remember what it was because I've done, I'm going to hit 2,000 posts this year. Yeah. There was one that reminded me of going fishing with my cousin, which was a great, <laughs> wonderful memory from my childhood. That's and awesome. That's, that's how I write. And that's, that's what I try to get across people. This is where it takes me. Maybe it'll okay. take you too. How, how do you come up with some of the crazy interviews that you get me to send to people? Uh, you've given me some good ideas. And True. I try to with. But you get some weird, you get some like amazing ideas for, for interviews to send to people. Just, just if anybody doesn't know, Nick is the guy that's behind the, the form interviews I sent for everybody on our challenge. Uh, so he, he's the crazy guy that did the weird books, books one and the beer ones and all the rest of it. Uh, you know, it's one of the, th a good friend of mine, let me rephrase, a good internet friend of mine is a radio DJ in, in the East, on the East Coast. I don't know what station it is because it's country and I don't care, but he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. 
one of the things that he told me when I started doing interviews, because the interviews didn't come till about two or three years into the site. And yeah. I'm in my seventh year of it now, which yeah. is the longest I've ever stuck with anything besides <clears throat> my wife, <laughs> which I think, which I, I really I get a kick out of. But one of the things he told me was whenever he would do an interview, he would always try to ask at least one humanizing question. So, yes. you know, what's the weirdest thing you have in your fridge right now? And so that's the, that's the motive. That's the basis behind the forum interviews is yeah. to see these people, to see these musicians as more than just a chord progression, more than just, are they growling and doing clean singing? What about what, you know, guitars do they use? Stuff like that. Just something deeper, something personal. There have been a few times I don't like it. Well, there, it, there's been a couple of times where they will write their answers in character. Yeah. And only one time have I really enjoyed that. Cause it's mm -hmm. not, for me, that's not the point. The, you know, Odorous Arungus was not the same guy and I forget his name now. <laughs> he wasn't the same guy. And you know, it, it was nice to get to hear the guy underneath the makeup and that's kind of oh, what i that's what my form interviews are supposed to be about you know it, i don't when the ones that aren't related to music i really don't want to hear about your music tales like there was one beer interview i did where they said you know what do you what beers do you bring back because whenever i go whenever i go road tripping whenever i go anywhere and i'm in my car i bring back local beer that i can't get here because I, I i'm a beer aficionado i love beer yeah that was one of the things i used to blog about back in the day too and you know, one guy was like, oh, we bring back tour memories and broken dreams. I'm like, well, that's not really helpful. No, not at all. It's like, you know, I'm hoping for you to tell me stories about the beers that you picked up and something that really stuck with you. To like Jesse May did. That was an amazing interview. Yes, Jesse May. Some of, the, some of the forum interviews are far better than what I've come up with for specific interviews specific interviews because i only do them by email because i don't have a good way of recording and so they're hard for me it takes me a lot longer to write those because mm -hmm. i you know i don't have time I, I just don't have unlimited time to devote to things because mm -hmm. you know i've got a kid in hockey i've got a full-time job i've got three cats and i got one biting me right now go away mm -hmm. and i try to I just try to expand, you know, expand on the people that we see. I don't know that I can give a real good specific interview mm -hmm. because I don't know the history of a lot of these bands. Now put, you know, somebody from Metallica or Led Zeppelin or something like that in front of me, somebody that I've studied on for years and years and years, I'm going to ask specific questions, yeah. but you know, some underground death metal band from suburban Philadelphia that's just put out their first album and you know what am i going to ask what about that demo record you put out how how cool was that exactly that's what i like about the forum interviews is cuz they're not band specific they're but it's a good opportunity for a band to really focus on something and to really expound and offer a window to who they are what mm -hmm. makes what makes a forum interview interesting to you the, what makes them interesting to me is to see the difference to see you can always tell in my opinion, how serious a band is about what they're doing. Cause they all know their form interviews. There's no, I'm not hiding anything. Sure. When I, when I send them out to Curtis, when I send them out to other press agents that I won't mention out of respect, I don't, you know, I don't say here's a specific interview for your band. 
I say, here's a column I'm doing, you know, please send this out to your bands. The ones that really answer it like it matters, I feel are, are much more serious about what they're doing. Half the time, you know, I'll get a lot of them that I can't use. They'll send back one line answers. It's like, so what cold. kind of cold? Okay, great. This is useless. <laughs> the first time I sent out the hometown one, which I thought was a cool one because these nowadays, you know, it's not like everybody's from Los Angeles or New York. So you get to hear about cool little towns and weird <clears throat> places. The Dead Register did a great Atlanta one. Yeah. But it's the first one I sent out, it wasn't, I hadn't really expounded on it. And, the, you know, I got one word answers back to everything. Where are you from? Green Bay. What's the hometown team? The Packers. I'm like, okay, I'm hoping for stories here. So that's why, I don't know if you noticed on that one, the questions are a lot longer. Yeah. But I also, I also try to make the questions longer to, to soften up the band so they can see, you know, this isn't just, you know, I'm, I'm going to write about you. I'm going to, but you got to write about you too. Which which form interview do you like the best out of curiosity? I know Matt liked the book one since he did it, but which one do you like the best next? My favorite one is the beer one yeah. because something that is useful to me. You know, when I'm, well, I'll be going to Indiana next month. If I had gotten one out, if I had gotten a good one from somebody in, 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 in Indiana, I would know what beer to look for when I stop for beer to bring home. Totally. The, the classic spins one has been really surprising to me. The the response I got on that one. The um, the thing about the forum interviews that's weird is you can tell which ones the bands like best. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously the beer interview one is still the most popular one that I've gotten. There was a time where I had to run two of those a week just to clear them out. And I'm probably gonna have to do that with classic spins too. Out of curiosity, that, just before yeah. I, I'm gonna gonna cut you off just in case we're out of time because I wanna ask you. Would it be easier for a band to get featured at Glacially Musical if they requested to do one of your form interviews or, or through just pitch, straight up pitching you to feature them? The, the form interviews, it, you know, one of the things I, I see from bands a lot is I get that I'm a big fan of your site. So here's my music group. Big and, fan and talks about some band you never heard of. Right. And it's like, okay, you're a big fan and you're sending me this clubhouse mix. But yeah. that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. But I don't know. I mean, if they, if they ask to do a forum interview, because I offer the forum interviews to people. Like I've gotten, you know, I don't get that many band pitches anymore. Okay. Or maybe I'm just not seeing them because my inbox is so clogged up. But <laughs> I get, you know, when I get them, I'm like, you know, nine times out of 10 when I get the band pitches. It's, there's not much I can do. It's after release date. Again, it's, it's just a per the, the release date thing is a personal rule just to keep things simple for me. And you know, it's like, Oh, we just put out an album eight months ago. Or, you know, can you review my single or, you know, I'll send back, Hey, you know, we can do a column interview or I can, you know, I can do a stream or a video for you. And if somebody asked me say, Hey, I would, or, the best way to do that, honestly, is if they've seen one of the forum interviews on my site, is to just send me the damn answers. Whoa. Hope everybody heard that. If I get sent the damn answers, I'm going to put it up. Yeah, well, that's important. You're get deluged with stuff now. That's fine. <laughs> you know, at any given time, I've got 40 of them that I've got that I'm waiting to publish, but I try to do two posts a day. I try to do an album review or a stream streamer video and an interview every day 
you know, there's only so many bands that are active at any given time. If I get deluged with stuff, I don't care how old a band is. When I do an interview, I don't give two craps about how old they are or when their last album came out. I'll yeah. tell everybody, you know, I, I and every one that I do, I'm like, here's their face. In every article I write, it's here's their Facebook page. Here's their band camp. Go check out their stuff. While you're checking out their stuff, read this. Yeah. Cool. Learn more. You know, and hopefully, you know, I hope with the beer one that, especially the beer one, that it just gives, you know, a bit more cross culture yeah. that I, people that aren't necessarily into that band or never heard of that band seeing that, you know, oh, they Googled Hop Slam and look, this maybe this came up. Has anybody offered to give you a free beer yet? No. Like bands that promote no, beer? No, nobody has, but the only band that I've talked about with beer outside of that yeah. was a band in Canada. So, I mean, it's, I would like to try their beer. It was called Samurai IPA, which sounded really cool. I'm surprised you haven't started hitting people up for beer. There was a, there was a uh, site over in the UK that was asking me for beer from Pale Horseman. I, I would think that pe people would start sending you beer if you asked them for it. Uh, when I used to write about booze, I did get booze sent to me. Boom. Well, here. Uh, for, for, you know, for the record, listeners, if you send me cigars, I'll play your music on this podcast. <laughs> Whoa. Cigars, <laughs> cigars to Matt. Nick gets beer. You guys are both going to be rolling in it. I mean, that's Dude. the weird thing about, that I've had with blogging is everything I've done is next thing somewhere. You know, I got to go, when I was doing beer stuff, I got to go to a, uh, when Deschutes Brewery, Brewing came to St. Louis, I got to go to their big launch party on their invite and on their dime. Uh, you know, I got to be a part of, I got to be a front office member of a professional sports team. You know, it's, I've got to, doing this, I've got to sit down with one of, like literally one of my heroes, somebody whose records I bought when I was 10 years old, sit down and ask him questions. It didn't go well because it was only my second time. But Who was I, that? It was Rex Brown. I made him oh, angry. Nice. I didn't know protocol yet. Oh. But uh, you met him where? Uh, it was when he was touring with Kill Devil Hill. At, uh, oh, boy. So, I got a quick qu question for you, Nick. Assuming yeah. we got time. Do we got time up? Uh, yeah, there's like a 10-minute notification thing that pops up. Oh, good. And that's yeah, usually okay. when I try to wrap it up, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, I thought we were running along. Okay, so I just want to talk about physical media for a second. So now a lot of places are telling me nowadays they don't want CDs. And I believe you've told me you don't want CDs. You would only want to do vinyl because you can do the packaging and stuff. Now, that, that is correct. That's Okay, it's so hold on one sec. So why is it that you do not want to receive CDs and why does that not give the personal leg up with you? It did in the past. And then at any given time right now, I've got 10 to 15 CDs. I didn't request. I don't want, I'm not going to review and I don't know what to do with them. I feel bad selling them. I can't yeah. send them back when I do review stuff. It's, you know, what do I do with the CD after for the same reason that I stopped buying CDs, started buying vinyl only, is the same reason I don't want CDs. I get a CD, I put it on my computer, and I review it. Okay, I take it home, I stick it on my laptop, and then it goes into my iTunes, and the CD goes in a box. I get as now I've got this stuff in my house. So it's just it's just a format you don't like mainly. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't have a player in my house. Oh, okay. Well, like, 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 look at it this way, Curtis. Like, when I was in high school, I would get, like, 20 CDs a week. Yeah. And, I um... The same when I was writing at Pure Green. I, I yeah, I, I'd get, like, 20 CDs a week. And, like, 
now all those CDs are sitting in my parents' basement and they're like CDs for like obscure European bands. <laughs> like, like what am I supposed to fucking do? Like it was cool. You know, it was cool. It was cool to be like 15 and like, yeah. On I don't top know. of thing, I feel horrible when oh, I exactly and I don't review it because I'm like, wow, this is ten. This represents ten dollars yeah. that you just spent. And I know, you know, as a working band, you're, you know, you're not Metallica. You know, you're not Megadeth. You're not rolling in the money here. And I feel terrible that you spent money and your time for me to go fuck this noise. But you do. But if it was a vinyl that was sent to you, you would you would do it without a doubt, correct? My vinyl, it will definitely get played. There's no question. But, and I've got one guy that I've gotten a few people that don't, because I don't like. I honestly don't want people to just send me vinyl. I want because I don't for the same reason. If you send me a record and I get it, and I listen to it, and I go, wow, this is a piece of shit. I can't write about this. Because yeah. I don't do negative reviews. It's not my deal. I don't I, I don't see the point of going, wow, this milk tastes like crap. Take a drink of this. Yeah. I want to I wanna write about stuff that I like, stuff that, that moves me. So, you know, and I've gotten records where, you know, it's, I, I do like, I've liked everything that I've gotten to a point. Yeah, but I've gotten stuff that I wouldn't have purchased. I've gotten stuff that I wouldn't have requested. So, so if if someone wants to do a vinyl review, they're better off sending you a digital promo first, then, and then asking your opinion. Send me an email first. You know, okay. send me if you if you're interested in getting a vinyl promo in my hands. That's great, and I love it. And I, I appreciate that, and I love you for it. But send me. It doesn't have to be a whole promo. You can send me a link to a YouTube video. Okay. Saying, hey, we got this record coming out, or we got this record out, and we'd really like to get one of your vinyl reviews of it. Here's a link where you can sample a little bit of it. You don't need to send me a download. Just send me a stream, and I'll listen to it. And if I dig it, I'll let you know. If I don't dig it, uh, we can still do a form interview. So now we're running low on time. Um, so what do you have to plug? Right now, what I'm and just every day, there's, I've got a 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. I kick out, I kick out an interview. Monday Mondays right now are classic spins typically, and then on at two p.m. Central Standard Time I kick out something else. I kick out a Monday, Wednesday, Friday is typically a review. Thir- Tuesday, Thursdays are a video. Or, you know, come check them out. Check out the bands. You know, it's I don't I don't do it for me. I do it for them mostly. Follow awesome. Nick on Twitter too. Yes, yeah. follow Nick on Twitter. What's your handle? It is uh, Nick underscore. N-O underscore C, because my name is spelled N-I-K. Nick no C. Okay. Well, the musical blogspot.com and also on Facebook at facebook.com slash glacially musical. Oh, and I'm trying to get to 500 followers on my Instagram account, which is uh, instagram.com glacially musical. Awesome. Um, cool. Well, we'll be sure to have all those in the show notes. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you again. This has been Dumb and Dumbest. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Not yet. Everything is terrible